Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Arch City Sisters. I'm Judy Yergin, and I'm joined by my sister, Ashley Walker. Hi. On this podcast, we talk movies and entertainment news. We want to have fun and hopefully give a different perspective with two chicks from St. Louis. Let's start the show. Today, we're reviewing the newly released BET movie, Always a Bridesmaid. Tired of always being a bridesmaid, Karina James wonders if being married is for everyone else but for her, even when she finally meets Mr. Wright. This film was written and produced by Yvette Nicole Brown, best known for her role on the TV show Community. Let's go ahead and get to the review. All right, since we always open it up like this, what did you think of the movie Jenny Nikki? She goes by other name, Jenny or Nikki. What'd you think? I like the movie. I like the movie because here's here's the reasons I like the movie. You're never gonna find a movie you don't like. I know. I look. I'm really easy. I'm so sorry. You know for a fact that the that it's very hard for me to not to like the movie. That's fair. I literally don't listen to other media if they don't like a movie I like because they're like you're being way too harsh. The only movie that I really don't like for real is Wrong Turn Five because. Wrong Turn 5 is one of the worst movies ever produced or made. Uh, <laughs> and so that's kind of what I judge every other movie about. So you liked Always Be a Bridesmaid? I really liked Always Be a Bridesmaid uh, because it was funny. It kept my interest. You could, you, could, you could tell. I think, I think nowadays you can really tell if a movie really keeps your interest if you're not like, Oh, I'm going to look at my phone right now. That is very true. Uh, because you're like, this whatever is on screen is not as interesting Then we as can predict too much of it. This I have. Yes. We were definitely, because remember we were trying to figure out how is the movie going to go left or right? We was like, is he going to... Because it's a rom-com. They yeah. follow a certain pattern. Yeah, we were looking for like, is it going to, like, is he going to end up like texting his ex, his ex-fiance? Is, you know... I don't know, something going to happen with her. And we were trying to figure it out, and we couldn't. We didn't exactly land it correct. Right, exactly. So, you know, the formula for most rom-coms are really boy gets girl, boy loses girl, boy gets girl back again. Obviously, there's some there's some different uh, variations be in between, but, yeah, that's basically how a rom-com works. And what really makes it... And, and, and when you think about it, a lot of movies follow... A lot of a different kind of formulas, yep. especially mm-hmm. when you're talking about action or comedy or something like that. They follow a certain formula. But what makes a movie interesting is when you can see how this formula is kind of, you know, subverted or how they get to that particular, uh, how they get to that particular point. Exactly. And uh, the one of the, the, some of the reasons that I liked about the movie that we watched. And of course, it's a BET movie and everything. And you kind of think of that as the same way that you think about a Lifetime movie. I was going to say, which, like the TV movie. You know, movie. we will be watching too, as well as Lifetime movies. I pay for the Lifetime app, so. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's no problem for us to watch the Lifetime movies. Please let us know what Lifetime movies <laughs> you want us to watch. But because uh, we'll watch them all anyway, because we watch them anyway. <laughs> but uh, especially if they include. Meghan Markle and, uh, and Prince Harry. You know, we got to watch I'm pretty sure We still lifetime. haven't watched it. It is on the list. But um, another thing I liked it is that it felt it felt real. I really liked the chemistry yeah, I disagree with that. between the people that was happening at the time. The, the chemistry you know, was there. The chemistry really was there. And, you know, that kind of really 
really helps along. That kiss that. was indecent. But then I again, know. I, I have conservative bits. For real. I was like, oh, this I, is. I this felt is something when sexy. these people were, were oh. uh, kissing. I was like, this is. Mm, I have to put much. the pillow up. Like, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. I'm going to have to cover my eyes, you know, cover the eyes around me. I appreciate the fact good. that Mark and the character who is kind of like, you know, our. Our our main what would you call like our our main character our secondary character our co star I guess you call him Mark. So maybe we should go over what I know we did in the intro what the movie's about, but let's go over the basics of okay, like so I'll who go. is in this movie. So uh, the, the so you won't be confused about what what yes, y'all just said. That is very true. It? So this this film is really circulated or it is it is. I'll say circulated around the main actress, which is uh, Karina James. Karina James, and good she job. is. They say her name a lot, a lot, because that's why we know it. Because they really, really want to know what the chick is. What, what's what? What she identifies? So Karina, Karina James, James, Karina is, James, formerly Karina Blankenship, but you'll find out why. No um, spoilers. No spoilers. We don't give you no spoilers. So the thing is, is that Karina James is really at this this spot in her life where she is either going to continue to work for her father's publishing company, or she's going to finally go out and she's going to figure out her own life here's the thing though she has been in over she's been a bridesmaid to over 10 weddings if you will and that's like, and it's what? Kind of how, like how does this woman have so many friends and then we come to find out that i've she's been in, one bridesmaid i, know, I, think, I don't I think, have enough i don't have enough friends. i don't think any actually i think that that was the first thing we asked ourselves was like when when it was supposed to be the joke in the movie like oh she's the bridesmaid to so many people we both looked at each other like how does she have so many friends especially when she's supposed to be like 29 who has these many friends? Uh, but I think that this this film is really trying to focus on this idea of... Because if you think about it, it didn't really start kicking in, like, the fact that is she lonely until a decent portion. It was kind of like her friends having the conversation with her about, oh, my goodness, you and so many... You know, you so many weddings. Like, kind of like, when is it going to be your shot? But I don't really think that in the beginning of the film, that was really Karina's thought process. I think that her thought process was, is love real? That's what I kind of exactly, feel like. That's exactly. what I kind of think this film was kind of trying was, to yeah. focus on was is you know like the she's looking at like film, yeah. people people in in my personal life who I continue to be the bridesmaid to uh-huh. they keep professing love in front of me over and over again and I don't really think love exists considering mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what I've been through so I think that right, right. that's what the film was but her friends was like oh no chick you lonely let's let's be honest you lonely you won't let anybody in. And also, she's at a point now where she won't even date. She's 29. And of course, everybody around her is kind of reminding her, like, yo, the clock is ticking. Although no one really said that kind of pun, thank goodness. But everybody's just sort of kind of like, you should find someone. Like, right, right. especially since I think it was coming from the idea of instead of it being like, oh, you're 30, get your life together. I think it was coming from the fact of, like, you're a dope person. You yeah. should probably find somebody. Yeah. I think that's sort of kind of what the writing was trying to do with this was that it's not that she's so much like an old hag and needs, because no one made those type of jokes, right? Right. No right. one made they the jokes really about. I felt like everybody was super supportive though. Yes. Like, even her, even her, her uh, psychiatrist or her, uh, her mental health person was very supportive of her. I felt like it, yes. I felt like everything came from a positive place. Yes. You can watch these kind of movies or whatever. And obviously it's a TV movie, so it's not at the same production value as other kinds of movies mm-hmm. like that would be released in the movie theaters. And even I made the comment that like, oh, these people just brought their clothes to work. Nikki, let's this, talk about this. Let's their clothes in real life. Let's make a left and that's turn. That's how we saved money. Let's make a left movie. turn and talk about but the it really clothes was budget. Positive. Yes. I, we're gonna make a left turn and come back. Well, let's talk about the clothes budget in this film. Yeah. This this film made me feel like 
So whenever you, whenever, whenever you, you hear the phrase like buy black or shop black or whenever you, I think as when we're younger, when I say younger, like we're right at that part where potentially we've either graduated from college or we're at a certain age point. And so you get a, a career job or let's say you get an office job. Let's say you get, and you have the belief as to how you want to dress in your office uh-huh, job. Uh-huh. And also films try to tell you when you get an office job that you're going to be dressing in like some of the most abstract pieces you've ever seen. And I felt like this film was trying to show me that all of these black boutiques that I see sell pieces, that's what this film showed. I felt mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I was in a catalog of black excellence. I completely agree with that. every shot. Because there was a scene where her friend was wearing this beautiful red dress and you shouted, where is she going? Where is she and going? And she just casually was She is resplendent. I'm like, oh my goodness. This is this how y'all meet up for salads? Her, <laughs> her clothes for work. Uh, her clothes for her regular life was like, yeah, this one working on set. So y'all have I wish to they, deal with it. And they, we, we will never address why I'm so dressed up and Thank my you. friends are in regular clothes. I just assume that that friend has a better job than everybody else I and guess. she fits She fits in this girl time in between <laughs> level meetings. But it was the same thing with <laughs> Karina. It was the same thing with Karina. Only friend, which I don't remember her name, but the only friend that kind of dressed casual was the one whose house that she stayed at, which is weird that we don't remember their friends, the friends' names, but they drowned Karina James to us, so that's the reason why we don't name. But her one friend had regular clothes on, but whenever you saw Karina at work, working at her father's company, it was by far some of the most boutique pieces. And I'm oh, just yeah. like, okay. I mean, but then again, I guess we all hope to dress like that in our future. But I just thought that it was, they, they make it seem like as a person who I personally work into a an office job, mm-hmm. we all wear black cardigans, Nikki. We all wear black cardigans yeah, with black pants. we don't have time to really look at these. Everyone like, looks basic. I mean, it's just <laughs> got like see-through, like sleeves and stuff like that. It was and she really has these different colors going on. And then like, Mark had on like the most GQ suits. And Mark, is the, the Mark is the, you know, the romantic interest in this movie. Exactly. So, and Mark just had like, and Mark also looked like, I, I noticed that in certain pops of the film that they kept trying to black excellence because Mark was either at one point Mark had a suitcase with his suit and I was like is he is he cataloging right now he had like there was a part where he had like I noticed that they always kept Mark in the beginning and I wonder if that's like a, a prelude to the idea of like he is presenting the best of himself to make Karina like snatch him I could be looking into it but I felt like at the end you saw him more casual which uh-huh, means that their okay, relationship okay. is more casual. That is true. He so, was more dressed always, up. Like, always, like, always to the nines. But that might be a representation of him getting more comfortable with the yes. person that he's with. So right. you kind of dress to the nines when you first start with it because you want to put your best foot forward because it's like a relationship or whatever. But then you kind of kind of bring it down a little bit and show him who the real person now is. Now he can wear a know? black tee, you know, black neck, V-neck tees. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh. So we didn't pull out a three-piece suit to meet up in the hospital. Got you. Okay. Right, right. I guess that's what we're doing. So I guess that this film was really focusing on, to, to get back to the what this film is about, I think that this film is really trying to focus in, focus on what what options, because I noticed I kept trying to use the word choose, make a choice, really love those type of themes in the film. So I guess that this 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 movie was trying to ask ourselves, like, you have a choice to either, you know, make, carve out a path for yourself and then stick to that path or will you will you choose to allow your past your your past and the options you make in the present mm-hmm. to dictate what's going on okay so with that being said what stood out most to you in the movie that made you we'll do this we'll break this up in two parts Nikki what part of the film made you go oh my god and what part of the film did you think needed a little bit of dusting on 
Well, first of all, like I discussed with you earlier, that I was like, you know, they really, the men look great. The men, <laughs> let me tell you something, the barber on That this, barber you, on set. Yvette, let me tell you something. You picked a great barber on set because these dudes looked fly. Yes. They had, the they face. had everything cut. The cut Manicured. was great. It looked wonderful in any scene they were. And of course, the women, you know, uh, like I heard somewhere else was talking about the women wearing wigs. And that's fine, too. They had actually the women have different kind of styles. Sometimes they were wigs. Sometimes they have natural styles. Sometimes they had some braids on and everything. So I looked at those little things because that really, you know, you think those little things are nothing, really. But they really do add to the whole aesthetic of the movie. Yes. You know, they really do add to the movie. That's how you can kind of tell the difference between a movie we kind of just did, it was okay, or whatever. We didn't think of, we didn't care about what we were doing when we were doing this movie. Yes. And a movie that really cares about these little details. Like, that, I really want everybody to kind of look good because it adds to the entire ambiance of like feeling like this is real like i said before it felt so real to me you know i feel like the conversation was black well i, I, I listened with black felt real. i'm not i'm not gonna even say ethnic i think that that's i agree with you i i kept trying to make a note as to how many people had natural-esque hairstyles mm-hmm. slash wigs and i noticed that they made it a point to like the you know her friends had you know like they had braided hairstyles yeah one of them had two of them had on wigs and i was like that's a that's a that's an ethnic thing you chose to keep certain things black right and that was one of them also they kept keeping various colors of black so like you are like you know yeah. from from the different hues of black yeah. which shows that we all don't come into the same color but we all still but we're all still the same because of the jokes and stuff like that. So I agree with you mm-hmm. about about the about the the black hair in this film. And specifically, you are right. The black men in this film, from the stylist clothes to the manicured beards. I mean, maybe it's because I also laid. liked black men. That, <laughs> that could be it too. I don't know. I don't know. It's I'm nice biased. to see them dressed up real to nice. black men, you know. But uh, I like that there were different. Um, there were different people in this movie. There were different body sizes. There were different That's kind true. of like perspectives in this movie. But it also felt so positive and another thing that i noticed in this movie is that it it had kind of like you know like some movies that we see in 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 the black community it still had these kind of like references to god or religion but they weren't like beat into you you know it was kind of like this is just kind of in a normal circumstance like this is how we normally talk about our religion but it wasn't like you know, really overbearing on you. Fair. It's just like, you know, we made a couple of comp- compliments or whatever. Like, God is good and all the time. God is good, you know. Just, just you know, kind of keeping it grounded that mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as a person who watches, I always have this, um, I always have this measure of what I think is bad and what I think is good. And already, and already you told me, I think almost everything is good. But <laughs> I have this measure about what I feel like, what, how you've put into the movie and everything, and how you've made this movie uh, feel like you've put some effort into it. I have, a, I have a standard, and then I can look at that standard and say, okay, I know how, you've, how, you've ju- how I can judge it from the standard and see how it's good, how it's bad, or whatever, and kind of be uh, objective about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I really felt like, I really felt like, 
that what her or her overall message was like you know you've got this trauma and i'm i'm her i'm i'm referring to you bet nicole brown and what she kind of put into this movie and what she was talking about in this movie and the message that she wanted to bring about is that it was still positive. It wasn't like trying to blame this person for mm. how she approached the relationship and how he approached the relationship and how, you know, at the end they came together mm-hmm. to really, you know, you know, try to work things out or whatever. It was still positive. It wasn't like I'm trying to blame any person. Yeah, it's I agree. still like we're still having a conversation, which I feel like a relationship would be in real life. In real life, you're still having these conversations. You're still making it sure. Felt, it felt like, you know, some rom-coms are like, you know, they don't show that. They don't show that uh, particular uh, part of how you how you do a relationship. How you get a montage still. and you and then all of a sudden like oh, it's, it's fine. And it's fine and everything's great and we might have had one hiccup, but of course we worked through it. Now it's time to get married. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what, you know, that's why probably I like, uh, that's probably why I like so much the movie Isn't a Romantic, sorry, Rebel Wilson and Liam, Liam Hemsworth, which, you know, it, in my opinion, you know. One poor, of the funniest poor, movies. Poor Miley did him wrong, but it's fine. It's fine. You know, he didn't know. But, um, you know, I felt like that's a big thing that it made fun of, that it's like, okay, you watch these rom-coms, but they don't, they don't really delve into the after or, you know, or the things that get into mm-hmm. how you get to this point or whatever. And that's what makes it so funny. If you're a person who loves brown mm-hmm, cows, you're like, mm-hmm. I see all those tropes and I really can make fun of it because, you know, how they do it or everything. And I, I feel like it's not like this. It's not like this movie particularly um, subverted those stuff, those tropes, but it kind of felt like it was doing a little bit different. And I'm always like, that's why I'm going to feel like a movie is really trying to do something. If it shows me a little different angle, I know we're getting to the same place. I know how we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. But if you can show me a little something different, even if I guess what's going to happen but, it's, next. but that predictability can always be eased out or, um, or turned a certain type of way or dictated a certain type of way. Now I got to, and I got to ask you the part is what part of the movie do you think needed a little bit of a dusting? A little bit of, you know, a little, a little bit, bit of dusting. So there was a particular part where Karina confronts her dad. Oh my gosh. And she confronts her dad about something that happened in their past, like which kind of 15 leads, minutes into the film, which kind of leads to how she feels about relationships in general. It kind of, I, I know why, I know why they put that scene in there because it kind of shows you how this colors how she feels about relationships. In general, but I felt like this this particular scene did not fit with the rest of the movie because it felt like a Tyler Perry, uh, yes. the haves and have not scene. Which hey, I'm not gonna talk bad about. I'm not gonna talk bad about the haves and have nots. I watched I watched that show before. It's a soap opera, but you know, and soap operas do that particular thing. But I'm watching this scene like maybe you shouldn't have this in this movie because it kept it kind of felt out of left field. It did, so, and also we doing this at work though. We're like, doing we, this we at having work. a family like combo at work though. Because let's go back. Her dad, her dad, she works at this this publishing company that her dad founded, and you know I believe she's a copy editor. Don't yeah. quote me on that. I believe she's a copy editor. And, you know, she confronts her dad about something that happens in the past that happens with her mom and stuff like that. 
And um, it felt like it was a little bit out of place in the movie. You know, it, it was like, wow, we really confirmed this. But it felt like really like confrontational and stuff like that. So that's the only problem that I had. That's the only I was problem like, you had? Woo, this was <laughs> out of left field. I remember at one point we were just like, wait, I remember just thinking, so are we 40 minutes into the film? Is this the middle? This Is this the conflict that just happened so fast? I have to say that my favorite part or the part that I was like, oh, I love. I love the relationships in this mm-hmm. film. I love the mm-hmm. fact that it showed healthy relationships between, like, I mean, her co-worker was crazy. But I do appreciate the fact that it wasn't like this, he wasn't trying to steal her job. Like, that's a that's a, a trope in rom-com. Exactly. Um, exactly. You know, or, you know, or like the overtly rude where they just can't get along um, and sabotage. Like, once again, that level falling off that type of trope. It's just that he was inappropriate. And it was cool to see that trope where he just was inappropriate. He was funny. He brought humor to the... He brought humor to it. And I enjoyed... I enjoyed the level of relationship building that Mark uh-huh. and Corinne yeah, did. That yeah. was a beautiful, uh, you know, bringing yeah. together in the film. I love that aspect. I love the relationship that she had with her friends. Like, I love the fact that, mm-hmm. that every shot they that she had... Was completely super supportive. But they yes. weren't like... They weren't like uh, down on what she was doing or yes, something Or like constantly also... And not nitpicking. Like, they gave her feedback versus nitpicking her. Exactly. Ooh, girl, you need to work on that. Ooh, girl, figure it out. No, it was like, babe, we love you. We want the best for you. That's what it felt like their relationship was. And, And I appreciate the fact that it showed that, like, not only can women, but like black women of color do have healthy relationship with their friends. And yes, it's not this, yes. like, and I appreciate that. that it's they, not that, this cattiness. Yes, you know what? it wasn't. It's like we're trying to, I, I really feel like, you know, it wasn't them trying to like rank each other. And yes. I'm above you and I have this greater, I have this greater job or I have this greater life or whatever. They really were trying to support their friend or whatever. Or even not forcing, they did it in more of a funny way. Yes. Not forcing her to be like, well, you're messing up and your life could be worse. And know, that's agreement. Be there like, could have been a scene where, because if you think about it, the, the transition scene between, you know, her and Mark having her situation happen, there was never a scene, which happens in rom-coms a lot, where, especially in my Lifetime movies, where your best friend beats up on you. Or yes. your best friend gives you some um, honest feedback. Or maybe it's like real talk or whatever. Yeah, it's like real but talk between friends. Like, like it's like it's like attacking. A yes, bit. and it's but like there's a way together. to give you, But it feels like there's a way to give you real talk without like making you feel bad. You know what I'm saying? And it's like her friends did check ins, and that's what I appreciated exactly. that mm-hmm. the film did was that. I love that this 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 network of like you know like even even the black men in the film and how they showed their friendship like one let's talk about that too about the fact that once again my favorite my favorite part about this film is relationships because it actually showed black men being friends if you think about it mm-hmm. it showed the fact that he was the best man at his friend's wedding Mark was the best friend at his friend's wedding he gave a funny speech. That's great. We don't really get to see that in too many black films. You and and not a raunchy speech or like ah he's a dog speech. Like we got mm-hmm. to see a black man being married. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the fact that and you he know was happily he was happily he was married. Like, I can't. You know, I'm, I'm so happy that. I'm and then it now. showed like you know he was like oh my cousin was at this wedding, which once again puts him back into the scene of black men being married. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the idea of a black man helping another black man. I enjoyed the the aspect of the fact that even with her coworker being inappropriate, which also we said was like, come on, this man is a gentleman. How can you not want to date him? Like I appreciated those 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 constant pops of relationships and the fact that it takes a community and the fact that everybody has their backs. Like this constant overarching. Mm-hmm. 
feminine. Supportive. The supportive end. aspect of it. I mean, I mean to interject, we are both married, so I think we are biased about. We may be how biased. Married life is good. So <laughs> I don't, you know, not to say, and even in the movie, you don't get the sense that, like, oh yeah, you got to be married because it's going to be the greatest part of your life. Or Actually, whatever, that's what the film know? was telling you not to think. Yeah, it was like you just need to find this space if you want to be married or yes. you don't want to be married. Right, you know and what? choose. And that's okay. And you can choose, but and that, that's what, that's a part where Yvette Nicole Brown is in this movie as a psychiatrist, like her psychiatrist that she talks to, which I really love because when you think about it, how many movies have you really seen where a black person really goes to a, a professional therapist mm-hmm. and talks about their feelings? There are not a lot no. because you know in our community... We do not like to talk about our feelings with a professional, whatever. So I really like that part too. And she gave her advice that, like, you know, I want you to date, but I just want you to date because I want you to figure out what you want to do at the end. Do you want to be married? You don't have to be married. You can stop living in limbo. (laughs) But you need to you need to figure these things out for yourself. And it's not really that even though it's called always a bridesmaid it's not this pressure that you have to be married to, to be to fulfill yourself because people do choose to be like i'm going to be single and this is going to be my life but this is how i'm going to live my life you exactly. know what i'm saying and yeah. i think that also i love the fact that they tried they showed that they had an established relationship i love the fact that it was like you've been coming to me that lets me that lets the audience know like hey she's been coming to us for a while plus since i have a therapist and like the way that the the, the session was set up no lie though you do have a con- depending on what therapist you have it's a conversation it is, it is not like it's it, like don't get me wrong my therapist takes notes but and that's because we we were in our assessment session but i can tell you right now that it is very much them sitting down and being like so what's the plan like what what are we doing here like it is very much this level of like you know like let's get to the healing process and let's get to a like a, a, like a result not so much like you know like oh let's just do a trash bag session or oh let's let's just you know let's just do because you know how how what did we say once before that um class in movies only last 30 seconds and when the rub when the bell th- um dings and therapy mm-hmm. sessions only last like 30 seconds oh and yeah. almost at the end of all therapy sessions you get medication prescribed that is basically a thing in movies and i felt like with this film it was definitely especially if she kept going back to her which i also think was something too was that they could have they could have had Nicole, like, Yvette could have had herself placed strategically in parts of the film, but she made it a point to have her keep coming back to her. And I and I appreciate that part. Mm-hmm. So the part about the film that I thought needed a little bit of dusting. I agree with you wholeheartedly about the, the, the scene with the dad. And I come from the aspect of that, one, Black people don't really too much have our arguments are very much strategic because you can't talk to your elders in certain type of ways. Mm-hmm. So it was. Right. It took me out of the film. First off, you have to be a certain type of individual to talk to your dad like that, considering how hard it was. And it, and it showed that she's able to have, like, you know, conflict with her father and she's able to tell him mm-hmm. no a little bit. But I was just thinking to myself... Oh, who would ever have this? Although he does own it, so he can run it how he wants to. But I was just thinking, no one would oh, ever no, have this conversation, I would never at, have work. This conversation at, at work. At work. At work with your father, that old company that you work for. And I didn't. And you're about to leave to go. This isn't a spoiler, but you're about to leave to go to like 
a a higher publication than him or whatever, and he's probably not supportive because he's like, how can you leave me to go to the Chicago Star Tribune or whatever, whatever she was going to. She was going to Tribune because because everybody the joke was that she was trying to go to the Sun Times, I think, and she was like, it's the Tribune, it's the Tribune because he doesn't even care because he's mad about that. And that's another thing about the the film too is I felt like there was the part that they like her relationship between her and her brother. I was like, this is I felt like I felt like they were trying to. Like, we, we respected the relationship between her and her friends. We respected the relationship between, you know, like, her and Mark. But I felt like the familiar relationships, they kind of just, like, like cue the scene. And I didn't feel like they were they were smooth. I felt like the... Because they had to build, you know, Corinne's... And I don't feel like the, the scenes between... Because it was one scene. It was... I mean, she had two scenes with her father. She had one scene with her brother. I supposed to define Corinne's character. And I was like... Yeah, her brother didn't come back. Yeah. And I was like, I get the... Like you said, it was supposed to be to show development. It's supposed to develop the, yeah. the story. But I don't... And also, it showed... Also, they had like a decent amount of trash talking about her father. And I was like, this is random once again to have in the office. We don't have these conversations at the apartment. Mm-hmm. Like, it just... it. it well, I do it, but then I wouldn't say set design because they kept think about this film. It was it was done in multiple locations. To be honest with you, from her friend's apartment to the restaurant to back to work to multiple venues to have a wedding in. Like this film wasn't lacking in quote unquote budget and location. So it's just yeah. weird that they had these heart to heart put com- money into yeah, it. Yeah, and I felt like it was just they had these random heart to hearts at the job. Now, uh-huh. mind you, I get it because one can say that. Well, then again, owned- a big set was the job. Like we had to. Well, we did have to. You know, set a lot of set a couple of different scenes at the job. That's so true. That's it's- why we kind of have hard time. And I guess one that. can say that if if this is her father's company, they they're comfortable inside the building. But that's still some real and all that. But like, I don't even remember the. Well, they show they didn't show the door. But it also like the fact that her coworker they bring up like, so we heard y'all arguing. You know, in the break room. Like, it's, a, like it's, it's not soundproof, guys. It's not Everybody is in the place. I mean, purpose. that's the reason why when her brother came on screen, I was like, is this the co-worker or this is our brother? Because it, I was like, I guess this is what they do with this building. So, all right, we've come to the part, Nikki, where we have to give this a letter. I know in the oh, last Oh, I thought one, I was going to do this. Uh, <laughs> but so, go ahead. Yo, you no. go. So, we have to give it a letter. Yeah. You get to give it a letter. Because the last letter. one, the last one I gave it a number system, and apparently my sister called me out like I thought we were gonna do a letter. I so know. we're back to letters. Where do we do a number? We're back to letters. We're back to letters. All right. So from a zebra to a giraffe, what is it? A zebra <laughs> to a giraffe? So it's an A to F schedule. Yeah, all right, all right. Just like you would do in school. Okay. <laughs> so for some reason that that made me chuckle. So what okay. exactly do you give this from A to a Z? I a to f anyway i would give it a solid b because you know what here's the reason why and i'm gonna give it a b as opposed to a b minus because it kept my interest okay it definitely made me laugh uh i'm going to put an asterisk on that because i was definitely drinking bacardi rum (laughs) while i was watching this so it probably added to my enjoyment of the just movie. Just knee slapping. And, and I am going to definitely recommend this kind of movie if you want your friends and have a couple of drinks and this just, is a, just mm. watch it and see, you know, see something that's pretty cool. I, I, I enjoyed this movie. I really did. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch this movie and think what's going on. This is, this is, this is boring to me. These jokes ain't, are not hitting. And uh, it definitely had a couple of, you know, definitely one solid actual comedian in it. And mm. Afeon Crockett, yeah. who played this person who was kind of like 
someone that her friend tried to set her up he with. Did job well. and he did his whole bit and everything. And I appreciated that they put somebody like that in there. Give a comedian a, this just do. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I feel like I would I would definitely give it a solid B. All right. So I give this movie a giraffe. I give this movie I <laughs> I give this She gives it. More than an F. I'm just saying, I don't like it. So as a as a connoisseur of lifetime films, it is my guilty, guilty, guilty pleasure. And um, and I and I I have to say that I give this movie actually a B plus, and okay, I okay, I do because right. well, I, I see to. so many bad acting lifetime movies. Oh and yes, I see so many of them where the actor and the actress and the people in the film make. The most questionable choices, and and I'm not gonna even say like and, the thrillers, and the wardrobe, and too. the wardrobe, like, and I never oh, understand. Man. And some of the films, I'm always like, what y'all, is this? Y'all stuff is serious. What anyway. is this dialogue? Like, there are times in in my lifetime films, and and also TV to film movies. I'm always like, a TV, you know, I always always film to TV movies. I'm always like. What is this dialogue? Normal people don't talk like this. Uh-huh. My, I don't have to wait for my friend to deliver a line of, he's crazy. What? Nikki, I understand. What do I need to do? Let's just, just sign this. Oh, I, know. I recognize that he just moved in last week. And I recognize that he already knows my middle name. He already knows my jogging schedule. But that's all normal, Nikki. Like, I love the fact that this film actually had a fluid progression. All that's all the all of the back and forth, it all made of the sense. everything makes sense. I enjoyed the I so I'm very sensitive since I'm not religious, I'm very sensitive to religion. So I was very nervous when they kept making little pop references and I was like, Oh, it's about to be ready. But they didn't. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that because I'm always because lifetime movies. But it wasn't movies, overbearing. Yeah, because that's the thing about lifetime movies. Lifetime movies don't mention it at all. There is no religion, and uh-huh. even if it is, it's a subtle thing. She might wear a cross around the neck, or it's, very generic. Or if kind it's the of description of the film, like she's the church girl, or she's being struck by the, you know. So it's that has to be surrounded around the film. But lifetime movies don't do that at all. So this movie, I was appreciative, like because of course with black movies. They are always have religion. Like, goodness me, at least a scene is in the church. So I was very happy about that. I have to say that the because of this this film being, being black and also like you know they they reference you know Trump a couple times but they did this it wasn't cheesy Dope 45 Dope 40, and it, I appreciate that it wasn't cheesy and it, and also they didn't have to do it over and over again. I appreciate that they put in two little things kept it pushing I pre- and that's yeah, what I felt like yeah, with this film yeah. is that they kept it pushing so I, I give this stuff, yes yeah. and I also it was acted very well I a think lot, so too I, even like some Netflix films I haven't seen a couple like I watched Falling in Love and that was with Christina Mill- Woo, that's on my list I'll um, see half of it I'll tell you this much it's the acting in that Ooh, film God. there are times when I'm just like okay I'm not gonna say that the film was an F by no means, but it once again it has that lifetime that that rom com feel where it's just sort of kind of like oh, well, do you normal people talk your like this because you lower your expectations. <laughs> expectations. See, I've been drinking. Lower your expectations because it has Christina Milan. I, I, every time I hear this chick, every time I heard it about her, I was the Christina Milan. Okay, <laughs> so, so I don't think of her as an actress. So I do. I watched. I watched the breakdown about her background. So I always okay. give her. I give her credit. I think, that, but I just think that sometimes when you have rom-com films we talked about this in our review is just that sometimes man it's just like they trying to they don't realize the tropes that they fall into and they also forget that i think because they know who they writing it for right they recognize that they're not writing this film i don't want to say for regular people there has to be a certain type of people who love rom-coms and i think that they recognize mm-hmm. the little sidestep logic 
and a good script because we just want to see them get together. But sometimes, man, it's just be like, what? And sometimes that film had a bunch of like punchlines. And I'm like, these punchlines aren't aren't aren't, mm-hmm, aren't smooth. Mm-hmm. So I give this movie a solid B plus. Okay. And I look forward to seeing what, you know, Yvette does in the future because I think that she did a really good job with writing. So I'd have to say that that is our review. Oh, I love and you. I know. And it was just it was really good. Okay, okay, okay. As we discussed, we rated this movie a B, B plus, and encourage you to see it. We both appreciate you taking the time to listen. Next, we will be reviewing the movie Gemini Man and hope you will join us. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and our city sisters will talk to you at the end of the credits. <laughs>